Hey everyone, welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. to another week of Bulletproof Hygiene. We are excited to have you joining us this week um, because this week we are actually pulling back the curtain on Bulletproof Hygiene a little bit uh, to talk about a facet that you might not realize exists. So I know some of you have asked me about it on our Mighty Network, um, but we do have a mastermind group. Um, And in the past, we have onboarded our group through our annual summit attendees. And as I'm sure you all know by now, um, at Bulletproof, we believe that the best way to make your practice bulletproof is to do it together. So we offer an annual mastermind membership to the doctors that attend the summit, which includes a specialized mastermind group for their lead hygienist and their office manager. So really, it's like a three in one, three separate groups all under one umbrella which helps each department of the practice stretch and grow and collaborate so you get the most productive outcomes because you're doing it together. And I want to say that as hygienists, I feel like we really get this because how many times have we gone to a CE course and you came back really jazzed about what you learned and really excited and you go back to work and you're like ready to make it happen, but your doctor didn't go or your office manager or your other team members. And so like you're speaking a foreign language to them and they don't know what you're talking about and they they don't have that same excitement or passion. So they kind of shoot down your ideas because they didn't get all the information you did and they didn't feel the excitement or see the research study results. And, you know, it's way too much information to try and share what you've learned yourself so we just get discouraged and we're like, okay, well, that was a great idea, but I, I don't I don't have the energy to, to do that. And I feel like we've all been there. And the, the truth is that anytime we want to implement something new or make changes to protocols or grow the practice, when we try to do it alone, we don't always get where we want to get. And sometimes we don't get anywhere. So at Bulletproof, we understand that true growth and fulfillment come from doing it together. So we obviously encourage doing the mastermind group collectively as a practice because you're going to get the most impact. You're going to see the most growth. You're going to have the most support. But we also know that as hygienists, we need each other. And that as iron sharpens iron, we have the ability to support, motivate, teach, and lean on each other to practice at our highest levels. We need each other. We all know and would agree that hygiene is hard. And having a mentor or coach or someone who's figured a few things out is highly beneficial. And so with that in mind, we wanted to share the opportunity for those of you who may not attend the summit this year to join the hygiene portion. Um, Or even if your doctor says, "Eh, I'm not sure I'm in for this, but you still are interested, we are opening up the opportunity for just hygienists on their own to join the hygiene portion of the mastermind. Um, And our new group will be kicking off in September. So if after listening to our conversation today, you are interested and you want more information, I'm going to encourage you to go to bulletproofmastermind.com and it will have all the information of how to register, what that investment looks like, what our curriculum is going to be, and help you decide if this makes sense for you. So the goal of a hygiene mastermind is to do a deep dive into a wide range of topics, really, um, all obviously specific to hygiene, like time management, onboarding new products, how to get the patient to yes, um, creating verbiage, tracking and setting goals, even conflict resolution, team communication, smart scheduling, and a lot more. We share very implementable ways to grow your hygiene department strengthen your team, communicate effectively with patients, and find fulfillment along the way, which we know leads to longevity and fulfillment. Um, Mastermind is divided into 12 one-hour calls on a monthly basis, and they're recorded. So if someone, you know, pays for this, 
is invested in this and for some reason has a schedule conflict or can't make it to each call, we also offer um, that recorded call and additional one-on-one -on -one coaching calls for our members that need more focus time or instruction. And I want to kind of elaborate on our curriculum for the current year to kind of to give you an idea of what it looks like. So call one, uh, we, well, we have an orientation call and then call one is digging into our why. So we create vision toward where we want to go, um, not what we currently have, but where we're heading in the future, creating integrity statement, um, embracing a growth mindset. And this is kind of like what Sharice and I like to call the foundation. Uh, call two is assuming our role as leaders in the practice. So that dives a little deeper into mindset, identifying gaps um, and some pain points. Um, we address team communication and conflict resolution. Call three is setting protocols for success. We talk about things like standard operating procedures, and treatment protocols. Four is how to enroll and implement uh, perio protect in HR5. So if that's something that you've been wondering about, um, this is a good thing to kind of join if you're if you're interested in in onboarding something new in general, but especially these two products. Call five is culture index. So we use um, something called culture index to help with hiring. And also with just understanding the different personalities that are that make up each of our teams and how to interact with one another best, how to communicate with one another best and understand each other. Um, call six is setting and managing expectations. So that's like new patient implementation, welcoming to the practice. This is where we create verbiage. Um, we talk about patient communication for enrollment. Seven is goal setting and tracking. Call eight is skillful scheduling and time management, make, making the most of our time. Call nine is low hanging fruit opportunities. 10 is kind of overcoming roadblocks and barriers. So kind of looking back at what we've done already and figuring out where we still have pain points, where we still have um, some barriers or challenges that we need to work through. 11 is understanding airway, occlusal disease and TMD. And call 12 is a look back. So it's hygiene reviews, assessments and setting new goals. And I think that it's, you know, I want to specify that these are a lot of topics that we cover in overview fashion at the summit, but we've said before, you know, packing all of that into two days of CE and then coming back and trying to really implement all of these ideas in your practice come Monday is kind of like trying to drink from a fire hose. It's a lot. And without the right amount of accountability, structure, you know, a paced environment with mentorship, a lot of the details will likely be forgotten. And it's easy to just revert kind of back to business as usual. Um, so if you're sick of hygiene or you feel like you need uh, to rejuvenate your practice or you need just kind of like a, a step up, a helping hand or, you, you know, whether it's something simple or you really want to transform your whole practice and kind of flip it, do a 180. Um, this is kind of this is a really good team to join because it's it's that it's team, it's support, it's collaboration. It's a meeting of the minds once a month. And then you've got that check back and accountability point. So if you need help onboarding new stuff, um, feel unheard in your practice, if you're seeking the mentorship, support, whatever, that's what the mastermind is for. And this year, we're going to be kicking off our third group. And we thought it might be helpful to hear from people who've actually been through this process with us. Um, and they can speak from their own experiences and kind of tell you in their own words about the value that it's brought to them and their team. So today we're graced with the presence of two of our star pupils slash colleagues who are going to share their experiences with everyone with, about everything that we just talked about. Um, we want to introduce now Mariah Wallace and Karina Valdez-Diaz to our listeners. And ladies, thank you so much for being here with us today and for all that you do on a consistent basis uh, for your patients and your practices and for your dedication to Mastermind. And yourselves. So Mariah, I'd love to start with you um, because you're in your second year of Mastermind with us and you have such a great story of growth and change over the past two years. So would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself, your practice, what Mastermind has looked for you, starting with kind of like your clinical practice before joining the Mastermind? Yeah. So thank you guys for having me. Um, before starting Mastermind and attending uh, Bulletproof Summit, so I've now been to um, two summits. We'll be joining you guys in Vegas in August. 
Um, but our practice was um, just kind of doing like your run of the mill hygiene. Um, we pretty much always had a perio protocol in place, whether or not we actually followed that protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another story. Um, and the level that we actually diagnosed um, has always been inconsistent. So we were diagnosing perio at a higher rate than previous years, where it was pretty much non-existent in the early stages of our practice opening, probably. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you that many of us just did bloody profies. So if there were localized five millimeter pockets, um, we would sometimes still just do a bloody profi um, and just tell the patient, you know, we'll reevaluate your next visit, depending on how many teeth were affected. If it was just, you know, one or two or three teeth, we'd probably just wink at it. Um, and so we had protocols, we had a vision and a mission statement. We had leadership roles set in place. We had weekly and monthly meetings. Um, and we've got two incredible people that make all of that come together. We've got Trey, which is the owner of the practice. And then we have Morgan, who is our operations manager. Um, so we had all the things, we just didn't trickle them down from top to bottom, um, and hold people accountable. So that part has really changed greatly. Um, just the trickling down as far as communication, but also, um, for sure our, our perio diagnosis and how we approach that. Would you tell us a little bit about your practice? You know, how, what your team looks like? Are you one location? How many hygienists? Like, what does that look like for you on the daily? So we have multiple locations now. Um, I am at our first um, location in Memorial in Houston. Um, and that's that's our biggest location. We've got three doctors now. Um, I'm one of six hygienists. We're actually looking to hire a seventh. Um, so we are a pretty large practice for sure. And I... I know in, in Bulletproof, we talk a lot about um, numbers, and I know that that can be scary to people. Um, sometimes there's, we've talked, Brittany and I've talked before about there's, there can be this negative connotation with numbers, um, but really they are just data points that kind of tell us, are we doing what we should be doing? Um, you know, when we look at the stats of how many of the population has perio, you know, it's a good way to look and see, are we treating that? So I know a lot of hygienists that we talk to, you know, aren't always aware of what their numbers look like. So how has that changed for you with going through the mastermind? Has that become more of a um, attention place for you? That has changed significantly, significantly. Um, I don't even know where to start. I'll try. (laughs) Um, Our numbers before attending Bulletproof um, and joining Mastermind have just so we, we, like I said, we started uh, with you guys in Lost Pines in July of 21. At that point, we implemented Perio Protect, I want to say that same month, July of 2021, um, which has made obviously a huge difference in our production. Um, but also we're seeing results, um, night and day results um, in our patients' health. Um And then we've also implemented Stella Life in June of 2022. So we started implementing that right after, I think, Nashville. Um, So we also irrigate with that. Uh, We send patients home with a bottle after every SRP, 4346. And so just to kind of give you all like the big picture, running over some of those numbers in 2021, our hygiene team produced like 1.4 million. Last year, we increased it um, to 1.8. So our goal is to, yeah, huge increase, um, huge increase. My own personal numbers from 2021, I was at like 300,000. And then in 2022, just this past year, I hit 376,000. So that alone, um, we're just seeing a massive um, increase in that. And we didn't, you know, It's not like we had to look for it or do anything. It's just diagnosing what we saw, strictly just looking at what was in the chair and following, you know, the gut feeling. Also, it's not even, I don't even know if it's so much of a gut feeling. It's just diagnosing what you were trained to diagnose. Um, I think in January, 2019, just to show y'all, because I didn't, I didn't really look at my numbers for 2020 just Mm -hmm. because effect account 
for COVID, but 2019, I had produced 233,142. Um, so I think before all of this, our perio diagnosis, I was looking at our dental intel and I want to say it was like four or 6%, which is really embarrassing because you know, everybody's got perio. Everybody's got something. <laughs> perio. Like, oh, it's really like four or 6%. You know, that's a lie. So um in 2022, we increased it to 26%. Um, I think there's still room for growth. I think um, we've still got a long ways to go, but I personally I had my highest production month in August of 2022. I hit, I, I think I messaged Sharisa and I went, oh my gosh, it was 42,328. And I haven't hit that since. <laughs> But it went from my numbers consistently being around, you know, 23, 25,000 a month to now I'm probably averaging about 30 to 35,000 a month. And wow. it really just, yeah, it's it just, um, it's about just shifting, I think, your mindset. Yeah, that is, it's exponential. And it's like Sharisa was saying, you know, it's a, it's a data point to show whether or not we are performing that high level of assessment and diagnostics that we're capable of educating and enrolling our patients about their current state of health or disease, and then getting them to say yes to the treatment that they actually need. So we never, you know, the numbers are never a standalone item where we're just shooting to increase these numbers. And like, then we celebrate the number increase. The numbers all represent us taking the very best care of our patients. So all of this shows is like, that perio percentage shot way up because you got intentional about a, a few different things, right? That we've worked on kind of consistently over the last two years or year and a half, however long it's been since you have joined us in Mastermind. It's that consistency, the follow-up, the circle back. Um, at least that's what I'm hearing and seeing consistently from our masterminders is like, man, I really tried to do this on my own and it was really tricky or difficult, or I just lost steam or I had questions and I didn't know where to get the answers and so on and so forth. And that's kind of what mastermind just provides. It takes us back to, you know, purpose. Why are we doing what we're doing? Right. It reignites that fire and that flame. That's why we start with our why and our integrity statement. And then it reignites, you know, the importance of what we're doing for our patients every single day. The the real weight of what clinical hygiene is and like, you know, treating perio and all the systemic comorbidities and so on and so forth. That is what the numbers represent. So I just want to say congratulations. I'm so happy because I know that this all means that you're a lot more fulfilled. Um, you're doing, you know, your best work probably, and you're taking such great care of your patients. So congratulations for all your hard work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 100%. I love this. I love, and I, I'm going to roll into this next question because it's the perfect timing for it. But um, I think you have such a unique story about this, but do you feel after experiencing the mastermind, do you feel like you're more intentional, purposeful, and fulfilled within your practice? Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred. I could, I could, I couldn't say that before. Um, and it didn't have anything to do with the practice itself. Um, I think I said this earlier, but it really truly is all internal. I think I'm a big believer in that. I think, um, I always tell people, I, I told you guys when I first started Mastermind a couple of years ago that um, I did not pick dental hygiene because I was passionate about it. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't, you know, I was just trying to finish college in a timely manner. <laughs> it was an associate's degree. And so I, I went with it. Um, and so I think I was or beforehand, I was definitely just going through the motions it was a very monotonous job to me, and I viewed it that way. Um, and I went to lunch. I'll never forget. I went to lunch with my doctor. His name is Nick Martin, and he the the point of this lunch was to he just wanted us to tell him a couple of things that he was doing well, a couple of things that he needed to work on, and then he wanted to kind of like reciprocate that in our direction and and just see what we could work on for that month. And I didn't go to that lunch thinking like anything. I just was going to go with my points and that was it. Um, and I don't even know how we got onto the subject of it, honestly, but I think he just asked like, you know, how are you doing? I think that's all he asked. And I just started like vomiting out all this stuff. And I was like, I don't think I'm doing good at all. I feel like my numbers are down. I feel like I consistently like 
don't do the treatment when I know I should. And I don't know why. I don't even know why I feel this way. I just went off. And um, he said, um, he said, well, then just, I mean, it sounds very like simple and stupid because it's, it is very simple, but he said, just do it. You know what you have to do. You know, that you're supposed to diagnose certain things when you see certain things. So just do it. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Genius. So I think I, it, it literally went, I mean, I laugh about it, but I'm like, I, that was, that was June of 22. And in August is when I had that big, the biggest month. And it was like, it, it all shifted from just literally waking up one day and just deciding, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell these people, you know, that I'm going to, you know, reevaluate again or anything like that. And and from that has come a lot of fulfillment, not just, you know, it bleeds into everything too. I mean, it's, it, it's not, um, it's fulfillment in, in knowing that you're doing the right thing. <laughs> you sleep a little better at night. Um, because if really, if that, if that was your mom or your dad in the chair, you'd, you'd hope that somebody would do that for them. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say has been your biggest pain point along the way? I think the, the, the biggest struggle was always, um, overcoming the, struggle of presenting a more expensive treatment, something that I find expensive might not be expensive to somebody else. We've talked about that a lot in masterminds. Um, and honestly, one of the, that was, that was one of the, probably the biggest things in masterminds is that's helped me is as much as y'all have talked about getting comfortable in, in presenting that treatment, um, learning the verbiage and just saying, you know, it's not a little bit of bleeding you have bleeding, you have moderate bleeding, you have, and so getting comfortable um, in your own skin and, and talking to a patient instead of just glossing over those things has really, really helped. And also bouncing ideas off of people every month because we have this group of people that meet every month. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, I, you know, I love verbiage because Sharice and I can, you know, share our verbiage till we're blue in the face, but really it's like when you make it your own too, that you watch it really transform your practice, I think. So that's, what's cool. I think on this end of watching you guys take what the, like the, the tidbits that we're giving you and the information that we're giving you and making it your own and then finding like what works for you. That's like, it's like magic, you know, and watching the light the light bulb come on and those aha moments and creating whatever works best for you is, is incredible. So how would you say, kind of, I guess, overall, how has mastermind transformed your practice? I mean, aside from it, just increasing our numbers exponentially, um, mm -hmm. that goes without saying we've, we've just become more intentional and not that we weren't before. Um, it's funny because when we went to your first summit, my sister-in-law and I, we were there and um, we were telling, you know, my boss and, and my operations manager, we were telling them what all we learned and, and what y'all had discussed. And they were like, that's literally everything that we tell you, but we just have to hear it from somebody else. <laughs> and we're like, oh, sorry, you're right. You actually do tell us that like all the time. <laughs> But I do think that uh, it's it. There is something to be said for hearing it from somebody else, and it sometimes you can just receive it if you hear it from someone else. Uh -huh. um, but we don't glaze over those big things anymore. Um, like I said, we're not we're not you know saying okay, we're going to reevaluate this. We'll look at this in six months. You know, it's going to be worse in six months. You're not doing anything. They're definitely not doing anything. Um, and so that um, just being intentional, um, we've got a long ways to go. There's always work. There's always a learning. There's always growing. Um, but I do feel like we definitely communicate um, on a better level for sure. Um, just from the little stuff to the big stuff all the way into just our approach of how we treat the patient, it's it's significantly changed. 
I love that. I want to speak to what you just said about, you know, we have more to go. We all do. And, and I think that's what makes this a beautiful thing. You said earlier that hygiene felt very monotonous to you. It's just kind of the same thing every day. And I don't, I don't ever want to get to the point where there's not more growth to come because that's when it does get really boring and, and challenge overcoming challenges is really where we soar. If everything we do is easy and it's just like, oh, I'm just doing the same thing over and over, it does get boring and we get really complacent. So I'm glad to hear you say that. And I feel the same way in my own practice. Like there's always going to be challenges. There's always some, some way I need to grow. I was just thinking about it this morning when we were getting ready. Like I'm in the middle of five books. Like I have an addiction to wanting to learn and grow. <laughs> so I don't ever want to stop. Um, and then I wanted to say when you were talking about, um, you know, when you when you sat down and talked with your, your doctor and your office manager and you're like, this is what we've been telling you all along. I think there is some value. There's a lot of value to hearing other hygienists say it because it's really easy in our own heads to be like, well, of course you want me to do that. Like you're the doctor, but you don't understand my, all my timing confines and you don't understand how, you know, how hard that patient was to discuss things with. And, you know, you just don't, you don't understand. But when you are talking to people that are in your same position, who totally get and totally do understand, it's such a beautiful thing to come together. And, you know, obviously Brittany and I lead the mastermind, but it's all of us collectively because all of us have special gifts and talents and different ways of communicating. And we've come up against different challenges and solve them in different ways. So that's the beauty of a mastermind. It's all these minds coming together to say, hey, this is what worked for me. Oh, I tried this and it worked, or I tried this and it didn't work. I think there's just a lot of value in that of, hearing it from someone who is doing it every day as well, I think is just super, super important. Yeah, I agree. So this is always a good question. Has it changed your income at all? I'm just going to be very candid here. Can I do that? Please. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be very honest. Yeah. So nothing a lot has changed. Yes, but nothing changed in the way that they paid me. Um, and that's why I keep saying it is so internal. It is so, it all starts with just like how you look at things, your attitude. I'm a big believer. Um, and just like you put out what you feel. Um, so I made about, I started in January, 2019. So from 2019 to 2020 that year, I made maybe 65,000 as a hygienist last year, I made six figures and I didn't, <laughs> we're commission-based. We are commission-based. Um, but it's like y'all said, and that's what Dr. Trey always tells us. It's like, just do the right thing. And the rest follows. Just mm -hmm. do the right thing. Just do what you were trained to do. Just do what you see because half the people that walk into those doors are not healthy and you know it. So just do the right thing and the rest falls into place. So um, that has uh, significantly, significantly changed. And it's just, like I said before, it it bleeds over in into everything else too. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm really glad that you were candid and you said that, that you are paid on commission. And I want to speak to that because I know a lot of our listeners are paid hourly and I was for a long time too. And when we made that shift at first, I was terrified of that because I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, but I think it brings so much more autonomy, which is also important for fulfillment. Um, we're not robots. We, we should be using our brains and our personalities and our talents, but, um, so much more accountability to myself of, am I doing the right thing in every case? And, you know, I walk into every appointment looking in my patient's mouth thinking, what do I have at my fingertips that could enhance and improve this patient's life? And if I think that for every single patient, I'm going to take the very best care of them because, you know, we've got those patients that are, you know, riddled with disease and we have to address that. We have those patients whose life goal is to really maintain health, true health. So they're more preventative. So I've got things to help them with that. So I think it's just understanding the patient's goals and asking yourself that question. It becomes very motivating because if we're only paid hourly and it doesn't matter if there's a patient in our chair or not, we can get really bored again and just say, well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But when we 
are taking our own accountability and we are being paid based off what we're actually doing, we start asking some questions, digging in, really learning how to educate, really getting comfortable, like you said, with having those hard conversations because it's worth it to us. So I'm really glad that you shared that. Yeah. And I do, I mean, I will say real quickly on in that same note that I, I do feel like there is this fine line. We actually just had a meeting with Dr. Trey recently because he was saying, you know, yes, like, of course, this is a business. It's important. But I will never, ever, ever let you cross this line where you're doing something because you're driven by that, because it's okay to be motivated. It's okay to have, you know, all of that is okay. But I will never allow you to cross like an unethical line. You have to stay within these ethics. Um, And so, but like, again, as we said, if you're doing the right thing, the rest follows. It really does. It all lines. And when you are doing the right thing, you know, patients can see through everything. They can tell if you're authentic. They can tell if you're just trying to sell them on something. If you are authentically coming from that place, and this is why in the mastermind, we talk so much about foundation. What is your why? You know, what's driving you when you're coming from that proper place and you are doing it for the right reasons, the patient sees that they feel that they know that, that you are basically stepping in this journey with them. You know, we always talk a lot about the guide hero approach. We're not the hero in the story. The patient is. We're the guide. So if we're guiding them towards health and we're guiding them to the best choices for themselves, they feel that too. And they want to be part of that. Like it's, it's, it is definitely a together experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So have you seen any confidence boost? Because I will say a lot of hygienists, that's what I hear, hear from them is I just don't feel super confident in having these conversations. So has the mastermind done any, done any of that for you? Absolutely. And I think, you know, like we said, we're always learning. Um, I think I, when I first became lead, I think one of the, the best things that they could have told me was, Trey and Morgan both told me, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have all the answers. The best answer that you can give if you don't know is I don't know, but I will find out and I'll get back to you. (laughs) So um, I find myself using that a lot sometimes, (laughs) Um, but it's okay because I'm learning in the process. Um, And then in that moment, they've learned something too. Um, But I do feel like um, as far as just as a clinician um, in that role, absolutely, because um, I think Brittany says this a lot too, but knowledge is power. It's true. Knowledge is power. The more, you know, you can't help somebody, you know, um, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. but, um, I love, love, love the fact that on these monthly phone calls and masterminds, it is just this collective group and we're all figuring it out. Um, a lot of us, we can bring obstacles that we faced that day. Some of us are just venting. Some of us can bring, um, situations, you know, um, but then also it's, there's, there's things, there's products that I've learned about through masterminds that I probably would have never even known about beforehand. Um, and so talking about how to discuss, um, those products with patients, um, and how to educate patients on those things is also really helpful. Um, It's like you said, you know, if you go to this summit and then you come back and you're all hyped up and you're excited to share it with your team, but nobody else really knows, at least you have this place to come together and we're all in the same boat. So that's been very helpful. And yeah, in turn has made me much more confident just in the chair. That's awesome. Um, and it makes all the difference, like in regards to our communication and relationships with patients. And I think the team, you know, um, how has mastermind improved or changed your relationships with doctors, your boss, your office manager? Have, have you seen that change in any way? You know, we're pretty, I feel like we're a pretty tight knit group. I really do. We've always been, um, and we're pretty comfortable with each other. Um, which I know a lot of people don't get to say that. Um, but I do feel very blessed in that regard that I, I I can go up to anybody at any time. Um, and I feel like everybody's pretty approachable. Um, and so as far as relationship wise, um, I think it's just only made us stronger. Um, there's no doubt about that. 
Absolutely. And before we kind of shift over to Karina's adventure with us uh, in Mastermind, is there anything else you'd like to add or any any last thoughts regarding your experience with Mastermind you want to share with us? I would just say thank you. I would like to just extend gratitude to both of you guys. Y'all have y'all put in a lot of work and y'all put in a lot of hours to this stuff. And uh, I really don't know how you find the time to do it all, but I'm glad that you do. Um, it's it's a hundred percent changed what I do, how I approach things. Um, and I've told y'all this before, but I, I enjoy it now. I never thought I'd say that. I never thought those words would leave my mouth, but I truly enjoy this field. Um, and like I said, after Lost Pines, my, me and my sister-in-law, we came out after we told them, you know, hey, like, you know, they're basically set telling us everything that you said. It just sounds better when they say it. <laughs> um, but one of the things that we said is, I think we were sitting in one of y'all CE classes and we both looked at each other and we went, we are the problem. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. We're like, dang it. We're like, well, no, because we were like, it's, it's no, I know. It's it's, it's that moment when you realize yeah. that I'm the problem. I yeah, mean, like, that's hard. Taylor that's great first. though. Necessary. <laughs> so yeah um I would say if anybody's skeptical going into it just go in with an open mind um don't look for something that somebody's doing wrong or they you know that's like what y'all had said before you know oh it has to be that they have to be doing something unethical um go in with an open mind and just look internally at yourself and how you're treating the patients and ask yourself you know am I, am I getting results doing what I'm doing now? Most likely you're not. <laughs> I wasn't at least. If you're not, then that's probably a good indicator that something needs to change. So, but yeah, thank you guys for everything. Absolutely. We have loved having you. And I, I feel like there are no better words to my ears than you saying, I love what I do now because of this. Like that is everything to me because when we operate out of a place of passion and love and fulfillment, everyone around us benefits. So that is, that is incredible to me. So thank you so much for being willing to share your time and your story and for investing in yourself. That's, that's the hugest part. So, um, and you know, honestly, we're all part of the problem sometimes. So realization. Yes. 100%, 100%. <laughs> well, I want to roll over and introduce Karina. Um, and Karina, you joined us this year in the current group that we're in. And I really love your story in that you had been listening to us on the podcast and you told your bot, I think you told your docs, we have to go to the summit. Um, my question is, did you convince them to join the mastermind too? How, how did that work? How did that look? So a little bit of both. Um, my doctors actually knew Bulletproof already when I found out, when I um, shared with them about the summit and I told them it was in Nashville. Then a few days later, I got a text that we're going. Um, nice. In fact, it was a video text like, hey, we're going. And I'm nice. like, oh, my God, these girls that I've been seeing all of the pandemic on the podcast, I'm like, gonna meet them. And I'm just motivated and ready. And once we got there, I was like, learning about the mastermind. And I already knew that they had a lot on their plate. They just purchased the practice. They just had two babies as a husband and wife um, dentist and I did not want to be pushy and start saying okay let's get this going now we're here let's do this next um, but I did throw in a few comments here and there like saying that I thought it would be good for us to continue with you guys and then I even gave him a little push and I was like hey the deadline's tonight are we gonna join them or what <laughs> and we did and it's been nothing but amazing I love that. I love that. Um, leave it to the hygienists that that are OCD and on top of everything to be like, hey, <laughs> bye. I love um, it. I love tell it. us, tell us a little bit about your current practice. How many hygienists? I mean, I know, like you said, things have transitioned for you because these doctors have taken over the practice and they are husband and wife. So, what is what does that currently look like for you, practice wise? So we are a practice of two doctors, husband and wife. Um, and throughout our two years, we've been on and off with um, three hygienists 
uh, we're right now currently with three full-time hygienists with the plan to eventually bring on a fourth. Um, they purchased the practice from um, older generation dentist who was ready to retire and had a totally different outlook on dentistry and what his goal was for his practice. Um, and so I think joining the mastermind has truly done a lot just from the doctors being able to start that early on and start the practice with that straight from the beginning. And when my doctor was an associate with the previous dentist, um, he joined his wife who came onto the team. And there was just a lot of differences where the practice with the previous dentist um, and the associate wanted to do things one way and the owner wanted to do things another. And it was just very different. And once the owner was able to fully make it his and take it his own way, just joining the mastermind just made it that much more powerful and that much more um, fulfilling. Nice. How would you describe your clinical practice before the mastermind? So a little bit um, before even joining the practice that I'm at now, I would say my, my practice was pretty much just be described as practicing basic clinical hygiene. I've worked with different kinds of consulting groups, but never felt as motivated to incorporate things into my practice as I am now. I was always just getting by with the knowledge that I had, but never truly felt like my previous practices incorporated the knowledge and the education and the coaching the way that they should have. Um, and when I worked with offices that never even did any kind of coaching or mentorship, you can really tell the difference. Everything was just kind of, let's get this done. And that's all. Um, and I was even as a hygienist myself in those kind of practices where I would want to take a continuing education course. And like you said earlier, I just was like, well, if I take it and I learn so much, what am I truly going to do with that? Um, if I don't find my doctors to be involved the same way I am, it's going to make it that much more harder for me to bring my patients um, to the knowledge that I want them to have without having my doctor back me up. Um, and at the end of the day, being able to talk once a month with hygienists and um, you guys who are going through similar things is always just motivating and a reminder for us to be able to get out of our everyday automatics that we tend to bring on on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I think it can feel, you know, like our issues in hygiene are very unique until we hear like other people and other practices really talk about similar things or like Sharice was saying, you know, like one, you don't know if it's like a common issue or is this just specific to my practice? So it's good to get that perspective, but then also hearing, okay, what helped this person resolve that issue in that practice? And, oh, it is resolvable. Like this isn't just like this chronic suffering that I have to continue enduring. Like there are answers to these things, you know, and it's like, until you realize that we're all in, in a similar boat, struggling with similar but different problems, depending on the practice and the setting and the rules and the structure and all that stuff. Like they're, they're similar issues, you know? So it's good to feel, I think, like we're not alone. You know, we're very, we're very individualistic in the way that we work as clinicians, right? We're in our room all day long. Doesn't mean we don't interact with the team, but like we don't usually, unless we're doing assisted hygiene work one-on-one -on -one with an assistant, or have, you know, one-on-one -on -one with the doctor or one-on-one -on -one with, it's like us kind of practicing with a lot of autonomy every single day in our room, kind of in our own hygiene lane is what it can feel like a lot of the time. So it's, it's nice to get that perspective of like, oh, we're all in our individual hygiene lanes, but we're doing it together. Yep, definitely. Did you, before you joined um, Mastermind, we're going to kind of switch pace here a little bit. Um, before mastermind, did you really have a good understanding of what your numbers were? Can you tell us about that? So I personally knew my numbers um, because we had the resources for it. And I personally always found it important, but we never really did anything with it until it was some form of a group discussion every once in a while with the whole team or just the doctors one-on-one. -on -one. And at the end of the day in dentistry, there's truly so, so, so many numbers to keep track of. And it's just all about finding which ones are you wanting to focus on? Because if you focus on all of them, it can get overwhelming and it can just be a lot. And 
as a whole, as a whole team, it can be, okay, where, where are we looking? What are we doing? And it's just too much. So I think with Mastermind, it's really helped us know which numbers to focus on at a given time. And once those were perfected and very good, we we're able to then move on to the next set of numbers to focus on and know how to improve those from there. Nice. Do you, I'm kind of following the same questions that we had gone through with Mariah, but do you, prior to Mastermind, did you feel intentional, purposeful, and fulfilled in your practice? Prior to my current practice, I honestly was not really feeling fulfilled in dentistry. Actually, I truly had so much confusion for my first few years in dental hygiene. I'm now practicing seven years. And um, my first few years were, were really hard for me, actually. I even went on and continued my education and decided to get my bachelor's in dental hygiene because I wanted to find a way out of the op faster. Um, and it's unfortunately a common feeling amongst many hygienists. But now joining the mastermind and being with a team that truly values care the way I care um, is, is very important as our role. And it just helps me feel that much more motivated to tell the world how amazing hygienists are. And it's just truly fulfilling to see my patients come back to my chair, recare after recare with noticeable improvement. And that's what some of um, your biggest pain points? I think my biggest pain points um, was mainly just approaching my doctors and being able to discuss with them any ideas and knowledge that I was able to bring to the table, whether it was a CE I, I took or information I had gotten from a previous consulting group, I was just never confident enough to be able to come to my doctors and share that with them. Got it. And then after joining Mastermind, how has that changed or how has Mastermind helped you to overcome some of those things? So it's definitely still a work in progress. Um, but I love to always say when I, when I come up to them and I share something with them and I'm seeing, I'm not getting much feedback, I'll just say, well, that's what I learned in bulletproof. And I just love to put the blame on you guys. And I think that helps make it, <laughs> I think that helps make it, um, a little easier for them to be open and listening to it because it's not just coming from me out of the blue. It's coming from people who have the experience, people who have already done it and have mastered it. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. Please, please. Anytime you want. <laughs> yes. Always lean on us. It's funny because I have teenage boys and I tell them all the time, like if, you know, if they are in a tight spot or somebody invites them to something and they're like, I don't really want to do that. You can always just say, yeah, my parents aren't cool with that. Or my parents said I had to do it this way. So yeah, there you go. Lean on us. I love it. I knew um, you guys wouldn't mind. <laughs> not at all. How would you say that mastermind has transformed your practice? So I think one of the, my favorite things, and I think one of the biggest things that Bulletproof Mastermind has, has done is Craig and Peter, the doctors for Bulletproof Dental Practice, truly, truly understand that a dental practice can't run to its best and fullest potential without the full team being involved. And I believe instilling that in the doctors who are stressed and worried how they can handle all the business aspect of dentistry are now able to take a step back. Um, and know that they have the support and their team to stand behind that. So dentist, just know that you can't do it alone. It's not meant to be done alone. Dental hygienists are providers. We are here to provide care with you guys. And um, we're, we wanna collaborate and we wanna take care of our patients the best way we can as a team. And so another thing that Mastermind has also helped me with was being able to shadow Brittany, I was able to go over to the Spodak Dental Group on a Friday and spend the whole day over there with Brittany and, and the Spodak team. And sometimes hearing coaches and mentors talk about their life experiences and talk about how they take care of patients can sometimes be like, oh, you just come up with any excuse as to why you can't do that. And being able to see Brittany work in action and seeing her team members work in action just really shows you that you guys are human too. You guys are dealing with the same everyday dentistry that we're dealing mm -hmm. with. Um, and so everything that you guys say that you do and everything that you guys say you provide is totally doable. It's just about putting the effort and making the time for it and making it happen. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad we got to spend the day together too. That was a great experience for me. You got to meet my favorite patient that day. 
Oh, I know he was fun. <laughs> um, so how um, how would you say if it has at all? How has Mastermind changed your income? So we've joined Mastermind this year or twenty twenty two. So it's been a little less than a year. Um, it mm -hmm. hasn't necessarily changed my income directly, but mm -hmm. it has changed our overall office bonus structure, which will then bring in more income for me um, and more unity within the team to try and aim for the same goal. But there has already been talks to go into a more commission-based pay um, once we get all our protocols in place, and that is to come in the future. And I'm here to say don't. And I'm here to say don't be scared of it. <laughs> It is a little scary, but yeah. I know, I know it can happen. And I know that, um, it's rewarding in that way. Yeah. Too. And knowing how motivated you are and how dedicated you are to doing the right thing. It's you're, you're going to love it. It's going to be a beautiful thing. It's true. Um, I love to always say at the end of the day, as long as you're providing your, your patients with the care that they truly, truly need, you're going to make the production. You're going to make the mm -hmm. income. All you got to do is just give them what they truly need. Yeah. Have you seen any shift in your um, confidence as a clinician with Mastermind? Definitely. Um, my confidence has just overall improved simply because I now understand the importance of our profession and the future of dentistry is truly just endless. And I think Mastermind has really helped me see that. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to be the best that I could be with, which I believe Mastermind helps me be the best that I can be. And just having all the knowledge that I have and, and the verbiage that I have to be able to speak with my patients has greatly improved my confidence. Have you seen it change um, relationships with doctors, bosses, office managers? Yeah, so in Mastermind, one of the things that we do is called Culture Index. And I think that that has really been the best thing for me. Um, it helped me see on a literal graph what my strengths and weaknesses are, um, how I'm wired and understanding how my doctors are wired as well. And once you know that, I feel that you can get a better understanding of why people are the way they are and why they care about certain things more than other things. And it can truly under help you understand a person better and help you understand how to navigate and communicate with that person more. Um, for example, one of my doctors is not very detail driven. I'm very detail driven. Um, I am very high about details. Details matter a lot to me. And so I kind of know if my doctor's not caring about something too much, it may just be that my details are kind of overcoming and we kind of know how to now work together and bring those together to make it everything perfect and in place. I love that. And I love that example because I feel like so many hygienists are typically high detail. Um, and if you're working with someone who's not, it's easy to almost be judgy and be like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you care about this? Like you don't even care. And it turns into this whole thing where you're like, you don't even care about what we do. And, you know, is, you know, you don't value what I'm doing and none of that is true. So culture index is such a great way to look and be like, oh, this means a lot to me. It doesn't mean as much to you. You have other things that mean more to you. And we learn how to speak the right language and how to really appreciate those things about each other. Because the example you gave earlier of you kind of shared the detail of like, hey, registration for Mastermind is, you know, <laughs> it's because you're high detail, but you were able to help in that. So I think it's really important. Yeah, culture index is a really, really cool thing for sure. Um, it's even allowed the doctors to know where I can come into play in, in places in the practice and how I can benefit the practice and more than just being in the chair. Well, and that's the whole point of culture index is, you know, I've talked to people who we've, we've got, we, we use culture index at our practice. And I've had a couple of team members that came to me and they almost felt offended. They're like, it's saying that I'm not really good at multitasking and, you know, and they are viewing that as a negative. And I'm like, that's not a negative. That's just how you're wired. So as a practice, we just need to figure out 
how to help you where you're being, you're able to focus more on one thing at a time so that you can be successful. Because if you're pulled a thousand different directions, you're not going to be as impactful. So this isn't a negative connotation. So it's really understanding that and helping everyone sit in the right seats and have the right roles so that you can feel fulfilled and at the same time, bring your strengths to the practice. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I want to share another beautiful thing about you is you said earlier that you like to, um, you want to celebrate our profession. You want to, you know, kind of proclaim it to the world. So I'm going to give you a plug because you have a super cool um, Instagram account that I want our followers to check out. Um, it's tooth, Toothy and Bougie. Um, and I love it because the other morning, I think it was last Monday, you did one of like, just like dancing your way into the operatory. And I saw it and I was like, it made me happy. I'm like, I was like, oh yeah, I want to dance into my operatory. So if you haven't checked out Karina on Toothy and Bougie, Bougie, follow her on Instagram because she is trying to uh, promote and encourage our, um, profession. And I think that's awesome and commendable. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with any last thought or anything you want to add? I want to first start off by saying thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I've been watching you guys since the pandemic started, um, and I'm more of a YouTuber podcast watcher, so I would always watch you guys. And um, a little tidbit is when I finally got to Summit, I actually cried when I met you guys. For those <laughs> listening, please know that I was fangirling big time. Um, it was just <laughs> so rewarding when I when I was able to really see you guys in person and I think um, one of the things about Summit was after being in the pandemic for, for as long as we were and everything being on Zoom and everything being internet there was no true person-to-person -person kind of feeling and so once we got to that Summit um, and being in a room with a bunch of motivated dental professionals, there's nothing like it. So if you're not sure whether or not to go to the summit, please do it. It's, it, it's, I don't even know how to, it left me speechless. I don't even know like how to explain how much of a rewarding feeling that summit was. Um, but you are overloaded with a lot of information. So you're kind of going to be your best bet to join the mastermind because once you leave the summit, you're like, oh my gosh, this is all so, so amazing. But where do I start? And I think the mastermind truly helped us know where to start and um, how to proceed from there. So at the end of the day, I, like Mariah said, thank you guys for taking the time to do everything that you guys do. I also do not know how you guys find the time, especially still working clinical hygiene um, it's not easy. And I know that you guys are giving your all to your patients to be able to do what you do. And then to give your all to us is just nothing but amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we remember that summit too. I remember when you came up and talked to us and it, you were, you were crying and Sharice and I were just, I think we were both so like moved by that because you, I think you expressed to us like, oh my gosh, this is like real and I'm not alone. Like that was a big thing. It seemed like, and especially after the pandemic, like I think we felt the most alone we'd ever felt probably everyone in the world, you know, every profession, but that was such like a memorable moment for us too. Like it, it meant a lot to us. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest. I mean, Brittany and I can be transparent and say, we, we do do a lot and sometimes it does feel a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think we're getting better at learning how to balance it all, but you guys gratitude and having those feelings makes it all worth it. So thank you so much for, for sharing. Sure. We really for appreciate sure. it. Um, we are so appreciative of you guys sharing your stories and being so invested in your own growth and development as hygienists. Um, one of the best things about mastermind is that we get to spur one another on and learn great hacks from each other or good verbiage. Um, it truly is doing it together, and it's really been a blast. Um, it's so helpful to know that there are others out there cheering you on or helping you solve problems or being an inspiration by doing the hard things. So for any of you listeners out there that are hearing this and feel like you want to be a part of this upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene Mastermind, um, check out the opportunity, like I said earlier, at bulletproofmastermind.com. It's an investment you won't regret. 
And I'll add in that it is an investment and it will absolutely bring growth to your practice. So if your doc's not quite not quite on board for joining themselves and doing it kind of the group way, you may want to see if they'll make the investment in you joining so that they can enjoy the profitable benefits that will no doubt come to the practice as, you, as you've heard of these ladies sharing. So check out the website, register as our new group will start in September and will be closed until the following year. So we absolutely hope to see you all there. Um, and if you have any questions, obviously come join us if you haven't already on our Mighty Networks. Um, it's a free app, just download Mighty Networks and search out Bulletproof Hygiene and join us there and you can ask all the questions. Um, we have uh, obviously all of our uh, masterminders are there too. So if you have questions for them, hit them up. They'll, they'll uh, share as well. But thank you so much for investing in us today and investing in yourself. And we hope to meet you in person at the summit in Vegas. Everybody have a great week. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hedging Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.